know you have. We would be honored if you would join us. What's happening, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars Audio Archive. So how's everyone doing today? I hope everything is going well on your side of the galaxy. Nothing new out here on the Outer Rim. Okay, before we get too far into this episode, let me state that I'm not feeling the greatest today. So this one will be short. That's the crazy part of having MS. One day you'll feel pretty good other than the constant pain. Then the next day I will feel like I got hit by a Mack truck. But I'm going to use the force and push through it because the show must go on. So let's start with a couple of announcements. First, we have gotten over a million emails about the favorite part of the show. So we're not going to be able to read them all. We've actually started using AI to sort through them to find keywords and phrases like favorite or most like because there's no way we would be able to sort through all of them. I have like 15 people reading as many as they can plus I've been reading them and honestly we haven't even put a dent in them yet. But we have seen a trend so far. Almost everyone said the book part which is my favorite part as well. So I wasn't surprised by that at all. And I'm so happy that everyone felt that they could be honest. I really do appreciate that. Our ultimate goal with this show has always been to provide the fans with more Star Wars. And sharing the stories from these amazing authors is the best way that we can do that. And that's been the goal all along. So we are discussing ways to do the next season. And we will get feedback from you before we implement anything. Because we want to know what the fans think. We've always dedicated this show to trying to offer the fans the best show possible. Okay, what else? Just a quick reminder, LSR is doing a watch party this Sunday. We will be watching Attack of the Clones, and it will start at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 9.30 a.m. Pacific Time. All you have to do is go to the LSR YouTube channel about 15 minutes prior to the start of the show, where we will provide you a link to the watch party. We can't host it on YouTube because we'll get a copyright strike. So we found another way to do it, and we're looking forward to seeing everyone there. Last time, we had a blast. We had so much fun. So definitely tune in. Okay, now let's get to the news. Disney has taken Star Wars to a new height with the premiere of Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. The animated series marks a major milestone in the Star Wars franchise, as it is the first animated series to be set in the High Republic era. The show is designed to appeal to preschoolers and their parents, offering a fun and exciting introduction to the world of Star Wars. Young Jedi Adventures follows the training of young Jedi as they explore the galaxy and learn valuable skills to become Jedi. The series promises to be filled with action, adventure, and exciting characters that will keep young viewers engaged and entertained. The voice cast includes Jamal Avery Jr. as Kai Brightstar, Julia Donfield as Liz Sole, D. Bradley Baker as Nubs, Emily Berman as Nash Durango, Jonathan LaPau as RJ83, and Poitar Michael as Master Yoda. With such a great talented voice cast, it is sure to be enjoyable and a memorable experience for audiences of all ages. The creative team behind Young Jedi Adventures was dedicated to honoring the legacy of the Star Wars franchise, while also appealing to the expectation of parents for their young audience. This show is a perfect way to introduce children to the vast and limitless potential of the Star Wars galaxy. The series is designed to be accessible and fun for all ages, and will undoubtedly be the first step into a larger world of Star Wars for many young viewers. Parents can feel confident that their children will be safe and entertained while watching Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. The series is designed to be appropriate for preschoolers, and the creative team has worked hard to ensure that the content is both educational and enjoyable. 
The show will help young viewers learn valuable skills and explore the galaxy in a safe and controlled environment. The premiere of Young Jedi Adventures is to take place on May 4th and will be available on both Disney Plus and Disney Junior. The show is a perfect way to kick off Star Wars festivities and celebrate the beloved franchise in a new and exciting way. Whether you're a Star Wars fan or a newcomer to the franchise, Star Wars Young Jedi Adventure is sure to be exciting and a memorable experience for audience of all ages. I think that the Young Jedi Adventure is an exciting and new adventure into the Star Wars franchise. It promises to bring excitement and adventure to the Star Wars preschoolers, which I love because I got small grandchildren. It's a good way to get them into the franchise. With this talented voice cast, engaging storylines, and a commitment to honoring the legacy of the Star Wars franchise, this show is sure to be a hit with audiences of all ages. So get ready to explore the galaxy and join the training of young Jedi as they embark on the exciting journey. Now let's transition back into Brotherhood. Because when we left off last week, Anakin received a call from Mace Window, a call that he acted like he was losing signal. Can you hear me now? Was exactly what Anakin was saying as he was messing with the knob that controlled the stabilization of the call. So let's see what's happening now. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Four plain smooth walls surrounded Obi-Wan, lacking the opulence of most of Kato Nimodia's other architecture. Micro lights must have been embedded within the top of the wall, providing an ambient illumination to the green-gray holding cell. And the door itself appeared to be a simple metal slab with a locking mechanism, probably something capable of withstanding significant brute force or blaster fire. Not that Obi-Wan had any intentions of escaping. He'd been in far worse situations, and in every case, a solution presented itself. Even that nest of Gundarks, though he'd had Anakin with him then. That harrowing escape had been filled with claws and teeth, dirt and chaos. Yet once they'd stopped arguing about who went first, Obi-Wan and Anakin had fought and moved effortlessly on their way out. Equal parts collaboration and single fighting unit. Even when Anakin was younger, they moved in sync as if their verbal jousting was a necessary part of their relationship, balancing their natural instincts for combat. But now nothing tethered them. The very mission came with the order of isolation. Every step here kept him alone by design, and even when he had the choice, he chose to keep Anakin at arm's length. The thing was, every single time he tried to keep Anakin away, he found a way in. That was simply who Anakin Skywalker was. Years ago, when Anakin was still early in his Padawan time, Obi-Wan had been assigned a minor investigation to a dead star system, something so ancient that the remaining dwarf lingered at near absolute zero temperatures. He'd intended to fly there alone despite his discomfort about piloting himself due to the strange quantum fluctuations and gravity wells. But halfway through the hyperspace journey, he'd heard the strangest noise coming from beneath one of the panels by the portside thruster. Snoring. Obi-Wan had lifted the metal access panel, only to find 12-year-old Anakin stowed away having fallen asleep in the warm ambience and rumbling metal above the sublight drive, the heat reminding him of a Tatooine evening. I didn't want to stay at the temple, 
he'd said before explaining his elaborate plan to hide on board. Besides, you said you promised Master Qui-Gon you'd protect me. Which he had. Since you're here, Obi-Wan had told him with a sigh, you might as well take a look. And when they'd arrived at their destination, he'd taken it as an opportunity. The rare privilege of viewing such a scientific impossibility doubling as a good reminder of the Jedi Code regarding attachment and letting go. A lesson that over time, even stars burned out. Out there, in the most lifeless regions of space, Anakin had simply found a way to find him. Obi-Wan and Anakin. Anakin and Obi-Wan. The mentor who took careful measured steps. The Padawan who charged forward with explosive power and, it seemed, ridiculous luck. Despite their age difference, despite their rank difference, despite their personality difference, they always got the job done. But that was under the guise of Master and Apprentice. This time was different. They were equals now, their link purposefully broken. Too many gears turned in the galaxy right now, and everyone in the Republic slotted into a specific purpose to help end the war. They had responsibilities, and the mission depended on them staying apart. Obi-Wan laughed at the mysterious twists and turns of the Force. Their first time truly apart. Not as easy as one off to a remote system while the other handled tasks on Coruscant, but pulled in completely different directions. And of course, every plan that he tried to conjure up came with the caveat of, if only Anakin were here. We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. And to express our appreciation, we will give you a shout out on our mid-series show that we do in the middle of every book. You will also be automatically entered in all future giveaways. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. If only Anakin could discover more about Ventress, or tap onto the Neimodian public broadcast system to provide more context to the masses, or help Ruge out with her lead. Or investigate further, finding some possible way to identify a falsehood about the datapad. That was what Anakin did. Find a way. They didn't even need to directly attack the situation together. But Anakin's resourcefulness, stubbornness, impulsiveness, his sheer Anakinness, felt necessary at this point. Without it, Obi-Wan may as well have been flying blind or missing a limb. Or in this case, possibly damning the Republic to consequences too great to contemplate. While dishonoring the memory of thousands of dead from Katasura, and quite possibly making himself complicit in the whole thing. All because he did this without Anakin. Without their constant pushing and reining in of each other's boundaries. And Obi-Wan wondered if Qui-Gon had foreseen all of this. Not just his own loss at the hands of the vicious Sith Lord on Naboo, 
but the fact that Qui-Gon would forever tie two opposing forces together, their partnership always edging towards spinning out of control, but always, always finding a way to make a happy landing. It took not having that intrinsic link to Anakin for Obi-Wan to finally see how much they needed each other. Not just on a strategic level, but to keep each other in check. Obi-Wan's tactful diplomacy pulling in Anakin's impossible drive, and Anakin's overwhelming everythingness removing a layer of Obi-Wan's measured clinical thinking. If he survived this, perhaps he'd even tell Anakin someday. Though really, it might work better if he didn't. Anakin's ego didn't need any more feeding. And besides, he needed to get out of this first. Obi-Wan tapped into the Force, trying to sense if his lightsaber remained where he'd planted it. But without knowing exactly where he was in relation to that tower, such a search proved fruitless. He resigned himself to the fact that his weapon wouldn't be accessible until the trial actually occurred in the courtyard. Until then, all he could focus on was what he might say to sway those who listened. The local government, the mourning Kedonimurian public, the Trade Federation leaders. Most likely the Republic, Palpatine, the Senate, the Jedi, all of the Holonet, even if it was on an intercepted signal. And quite likely Count Dooku and Newt Gunray. What might convince every single one of those different factions that somehow, somewhere, there was more to this? And in the end, peace was the best solution. That wasn't something he'd discuss with Anakin. He'd just rely on Anakin for the rest of it. But if his former Padawan learned anything from his promotion, or at the very least Geonosis, it'd be to understand that the responsibilities of a Jedi Knight actually involved listening. In the quiet confines of the cell, Obi-Wan found himself doing something as silly as wishing things were different when he needed Anakin most. Obi-Wan let that feeling pass, knowing that any energy put into those thoughts would likely be wasted. He sat on the floor with nothing but himself and four walls, cross-legged and straight-backed, then closed his eyes. His sense of self released, giving in to something much greater than an individual body and mind, all in search of wisdom and a solution to an impossible problem. Okay, this wasn't even close to being the best chapter ever. It was actually kind of boring. It was all about Obi-Wan sitting in a cell, contemplating, thinking about Anakin and his time together, from being master to apprentice to being equals in the Jedi. There wasn't a whole lot going on. He is just hoping that a solution reveals itself, and that's what it is. So let's get to the quarter this week, and it comes to us from Roy T. Benny. He said, success is not how high you have climbed, but how you make a positive difference to the world. Success is often thought of as hitting the jackpot, climbing the corporate ladder, or becoming the talk of the town. But let's not forget, success is a wild and crazy ride that goes way beyond just personal gain and recognition. That's why this quote is so on point. Success is about making the world a better place and having a blast doing it. 
So how do you make a positive difference in the world? The options are endless. You can volunteer at a local shelter, donate to charity that is close to your heart, or simply spread joy and kindness wherever you go. And the best part, you don't need a pile of money or a fancy title to make a difference. All you need is a big heart and a willingness to help. And let's not forget, success is a journey, not just a destination. Every time you make it a positive impact, your success meter goes up and your smile gets a little bit wider. Success isn't just about hitting the finish line, it's about making a difference along the way. And the more you make a difference, the more successful you become. So let's put aside the traditional definition of success and focus on the real deal. Success is about making a positive impact and having a blast doing it. And when you look back on your life, you'll know that you just didn't climb the ladder of success. You built a bridge to a better world. In short, success is not just about being the best, but about being the best you can be for others. So let's make the world a better place and have some fun doing it. The journey to success just got a whole lot more exciting. And I think that's all I have for today. Join us next time for part 35 of Star Wars Brotherhood. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Audio Archives. Join us next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on your favorite podcast directory. If you enjoyed the show, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Sway was created by Keen Eye Shed and is a production of Pick Film Media and was distributed by Sway Cast Networks. This show was produced by Quentin McDaniel. Star Wars Brotherhood was read to you by Jason Odega. Sound designed by Theodore Thompson. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs>